me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Gather knowledge in the world of cryptocurrency right now on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's news and talk. Welcome to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Matthew is locally based right here in Tulsa. Questions, comments, concerns? Call 918-460-5764 or send us an open mic using the KRMG app. Now, here's Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Good Sunday evening. My name's Russell Mills. Thanks for tuning in for Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore, where we talk about, well, not only crypto, currencies but tokens and all that stuff that might sound scary and confusing to some of us but it might be digital gold and if you know where to dig and what you're looking for well you know you just might be very successful in this world we're going to talk to a gentleman who's an entrepreneur he's an author the best-selling book foundations for liberty he's from right here in tulsa and he is a cryptocurrency guru if you will matthew j moore good evening matt Thank you, Russell. Welcome to this fascinating and interesting world of cryptocurrency. Uh, I would also like to introduce everybody to my wonderful co-host, Eric Cooper. Eric, why don't you say hello? Hey, guys. How's it going? And wonderful. Wow, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a little bit over the top, Matt. <laughs> well, I will say this, Eric, I think very highly of you. So the, I'm glad to have you oh, on you. this journey with me. Uh, we, we are going to take Tulsa for such a fascinating ride uh, when it comes to the world of cryptocurrency. And, and you, were, you were with us and we, when we were talking about this concept of, you know, what is money? Because, you know, in order to understand cryptocurrency, you kind of got to start at the basics of, you know, what makes something a money versus a currency? What gives something value? Because if you don't understand that, it's really hard to understand the problems that uh, cryptocurrency and things like Bitcoin uh, are, are trying to do or, or the problems that they're trying to solve. So, uh, Eric, last episode, uh, I think you probably learned quite a bit, didn't you? You know, obviously, this is something that we can continue to dive into week by week. And, uh, you know, in between shows, I read a lot, too. And uh, there's there's a lot to learn. And so we're going to try to do our best job, obviously, leading with you and then our guest, Charlie, today um, to, you know, to really dig in here. Yeah, well, and that's the that's the crazy thing is, you know, today we're going to talk a little bit about blockchain technology, what makes it possible for something like Bitcoin to even exist. And, uh, you know, Charlie, he's coming from a background of cryptocurrency mining. Uh, American BitPower is the company uh, in which he is a part of. And uh, I think and I ho he'll correct me uh, later on in the show if I'm wrong, but I think he's probably the largest cryptocurrency miner in the state of Oklahoma. Um, so I think it's really cool that uh, Tulsa is kind of growing going into this cryptocurrency uh, mecca, so to say. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, cryptocurrency is unique because there's so many facets, you know, whether it be philosophy, political theory, monetary policy, history, uh, and technology. And I have a very uh, firm understanding of the philosophy, the political side of things, and the monetary policy. But when it comes to the technology, um, I, I can help people into it. I can explain it to them that they can understand. But I think having Charlie on this show today uh, will help us navigate maybe some more of the technical side of things uh, that uh, he'll probably do quite a better job of explaining than, than I will. Um, but 
again, like I've said many times before, uh, this is such a fast and evolving space that uh, you you kind of have to like be willing to learn and grow. Um, you know, not everybody uh, is going to be joining this train at the same time. So I like to view myself as a little bit further down the road uh, to help guide and navigate. So I got a, um, I got a question for you because since since we last spoke last week. We've seen some major developments, and and one I think you you made a video about it and put it up on your website. Which, by the way, folks, the website is math, Matt J Moore M A T T J M O O R E dot com. If you'd like to play along at home, um, but you put a video up about um, a pretty high ranking person in the Fed. I think it was saying, yeah, we th it, it's money. It's it, and and you might explain more of that. And then Coinbase had its IPO. And, and I don't and that was apparently huge. Like this guy went from just another guy to like the 17th richest guy in the world or something. It was a pretty good IPO from what I'm hearing. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, the the monumental shifts that are going to take place in technology and in just the investing side of things is going to be so big. And uh, with what we saw with the the Federal Reserve, we had the uh, president of the Dallas Federal Reserve uh, make statements that really reaffirmed what we talked about in the first episode, which was this idea that Bitcoin is becoming a form of money. Uh, and what defines something as a form of money is its ability to be a store of value, which Scarcity gives uh, that, uh, I guess, description of store of value because you want to make sure that uh, in the future your purchasing purchasing power is preserved through that vehicle or that mechanism you're using as a money. And so when the the president of that uh, of the Federal Reserve in Dallas was basically saying, "Hey, listen, you know, Bitcoin is a store of value. It's becoming a type of money. Uh, you know, nation states they're going to attempt to do a cryptocurrency of their own currency, the of the fiat currencies, uh, but it may not necessarily be a store of value." So uh, I was really excited to hear that after we kind of explored that whole concept in the in the first episode. And so in order to understand why Bitcoin is able to be limited in supply, why it's able to be a scarce asset and even evolve to become a type of money, uh, we have to understand the technology that makes that even possible. Because for the first time in human history, we have a technology that allows us to make digital information scarce and rare. And so I think that's going to blow people's minds because we're so used to copying and pasting digital information. Uh, and many times, um, you know, people will ask the question, well, how did this come about? You know, was, you know, did the government make it? Did an individual make it? Uh, and the truth is, um, the technology is a lot like, I'm going to make the analogy like uh, geometry, okay? We don't, we may not necessarily need to know the creator of geometry because geometry works apart from its creator. So you can utilize it, you can understand it, you can study it, um, but it, you don't necessarily need to trust the creator of geometry because geometry is, is math, it works. Um, and so Bitcoin is a, is a software that was essentially an open source software initiated uh, by a pseudo-anonymous uh, person under the name of Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, and through the distribution of this software with a network of cryptographers and computer programmers, uh, it really started to, to evolve and, and gain adoption and use. And uh, obviously, it was first an experiment. But, um, you know, it's blockchain technology 
is what they call a distributed ledger or DLT, uh, which uses cryptography. And so that's essentially what Bitcoin is built on is a distributed ledger. And there's no need for a bank or a middleman to manage this ledger or manage the transactions. Um, the use of blockchain, every person who is using it has a unique ID. And which is also uh, pseudo anonymous, uh, you can essentially verify the the user exists in the system, but there's no really public display of personal information about that user. You know, um, each user has a wallet, and that wallet has a public and private key uh, or or address. You could call it an address. Um, and Charlie Charlie's going to come on the show a little bit later and talk about these concepts and kind of kind of break it down. But I I use the example of you know if I want somebody to picture this. So if you're if you're listening to this this radio show right now, I want you to visualize this in your head. Uh, imagine an old fashioned ledger book that has pages. Okay. And imagine that this ledger book is a software that's running on millions of computers around the world, uh, and this uh, network is being maintained by these computers. And each one of these computers are basically collecting a bunch of transactions into their own block, or you could consider it a page. So if each if each uh, block was considered a page in that ledger book, uh, these computers are competing uh, to essentially add their block uh, onto the the blockchain. So I'm I'm uh, excited to to dive more into this because I think it's a very complex uh, concept for people to understand. And if you want more visuals to this as we continue this conversation, um, I encourage you know some people are audible learners, some people are um, visual learners. Um, yeah. But go to Hidden Secrets of Money episode eight. If you Google Hidden Secrets of Money episode eight with Mike Maloney, uh, he's got a great illustration of how this this network works, how blockchain actually works, and how these computers are maintaining and coming to consensus um, yeah and so and Matt, ahead, I, I think that you know we are already jumping into um this conversation today because you know whether it is more of the hey you know is, is cryptocurrency a safe option for me um what is a blockchain i mean you asked me like eric when we first started talking about it's like what is blockchain right um what do you think it is and so me mentally when you gave me the ledger you know my degrees in accounting so I see your your old school traditional T accounts with debits and credits, and all that rolls up into this is you know if if you the listener are out there right now and you're listening you're, you're wondering okay they're talking about blockchain I'm really here to talk about cryptocurrency I don't know what this means we're really going to get into that Charlie's going to dig in there and again Charlie is from American BitPower it's a Tulsa based cryptocurrency mining company uh, Charlie is the man who's going to go over this and so. Uh, Matt, so uh, I, I love this topic, and I love the visualization that Charlie's will be able to paint for us. All right, we're gonna we're gonna need to take a quick timeout, then do a quick break because we got to pay the bills here, and they they're not taking Bitcoin yet, I don't think. And we'll talk about that. Uh, you know, is it a currency? Is it money? Can can I buy a hot dog with it? I don't know, but I'll bet Matt does, and I'll bet Eric does, and we'll find out what Charlie knows when we come back with more of Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. You're listening to 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk.
Welcome back to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. My name is Russell Mills. Thanks for tuning in this evening. Much appreciated. We will be here every Sunday. This show just kicking off here about a week ago, and this is episode two, and we're just kind of starting to, well, tickle the very tip of the iceberg because it's a deep topic. There's a lot to it. So today, Matt is talking about, you know, blockchain technology. And he's got a guest he's going to bring in who sort of approaches it from that end. But I'll bring in Matt. Matt J. Moore, thanks for uh, joining us this evening. Thanks for putting on this show. And uh, you might want to also tell folks about your website. Awesome. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, welcome to Cryptocurrency with uh, moi, Matthew J. Moore. Uh, you know, my website, mattjmore.com. That's uh, uh, more with two O's. So mattjmore.com. Uh, if you have questions or if you wanted to participate in the conversation with us, submit a question. We'd be happy uh, to maybe cover it in a future show. So I'd love to, to take those requests um, because this is a fascinating and evolving space uh, to understand uh, cryptocurrency, decentralized ledger technology, uh, what makes something like Bitcoin digitally scarce and is you know, digital scarcity even a real thing, and that's that's kind of what we're talking about today on this show with uh, with you know this this technology that is so uh, new to people, so fascinating, and so it's it's my uh, you know just I'm excited honestly because the the potentials that this allows for, uh, and our guest today, uh, Charlie Spears, that we're going to bring on here in a moment to talk about uh, this technology. He's with a with a company called American BitPower here in Tulsa. So Tulsa's kind of becoming this oddly enough this. Uh, uh, cryptocurrency Bitcoin Mecca, which is kind of part of my prayer. Um, but I, I am excited because I think there's a lot of opportunity, not just in the investment side, but in what this technology can do for us as a, as a, as a whole, as a society. And so, um, you know, we talked a little bit about to understand this, you have to understand just the basics of what is money, what gives money valuable or gives money value uh, and the difference between what makes something a currency and a money. And when something like Bitcoin is evolving into money, what that process really looks like, because essentially Bitcoin is a, if I had to narrow it down, Bitcoin is valuable because it's literally the world's first peer to peer decentralized unconfiscatable asset built on the world's strongest computer network. It's the safest and smartest tool for literally transferring value in this ever increasing digital age. And what Bitcoin allows for is personal monetary sovereignty because the, the technology, blockchain technology, allows for somebody to manage this scarce digital information and, and essentially not have to rely on a bank, a middleman, a government. Uh, so it's what we're experiencing is I would argue the separation of state and money. So much like we had the separation of state and church, what we're experiencing now is this free market evolution, this competition, uh, this accountability in monetary policy. And so uh, blockchain technology uh, is going to change so many things. I mean, money is just one application of it. I mean, it's going to change voting. It's going to change the way we manage car titles, our identification. Um, you know, it's. I, I think the the future is is extremely bright, and you know, blockchain technology is is a tool. So um, I know Eric Cooper. He's he's been with me on this journey. I've I've kind of been taking him under the wing. He's my co-host, and and he's kind of maybe coming at it from you know maybe some of our listeners, our audience, like they might have some of these questions that you know Eric's been kind of dabbling in, and and you know I've been kind of helping him along the process. So Eric. What is your um, concept or understanding of all this? I mean, is blockchain technology, like in the conversations we've had, is it starting to make sense a little bit in what this is going to allow for? Absolutely. Um, 
you know, obviously that's the, that's the big question is, is the safety of it and uh, the accountability of it. That's a big thing. Um, but, you know, when we were talking about, you know, um, Target maybe having like a data breach or anything like that, like any big banks, um, blockchain technology allows safety, right? Uh, there is a security there because for someone to come in and actually do any harm to the blockchain technology, it, it would have to be, with all due respect, a, a kamikaze type effort, right? It's not like you could get in and hack it and take people's wallets. You're going to have to get in there and just, you know, cripple the the system. And so when we have the software um, assets all over the world with this blockchain technology, um, it, it we take it upon ourselves to be our own security. And so um i'm excited to hear a little bit more from charlie's perspective because you know in our conversations um prior to this it's it's he talks a little bit more about the in-depth philosophy of it the technology of it so yeah i, I mean when i circle back it's going to all you know start once again with what is the money and then you know the blockchain going forward Okay, well, you know, uh, Charlie is actually with us right now, and I think I think we have enough time to ask him a really pressing question. Um, but uh, Charlie, Charlie Spears, welcome to the show. Welcome to uh, Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Oh, so glad to be here, Matt. You know, it was you and I both know that just like a couple years ago, we try to have these conversations, and at best, people's eyes would glaze over. Oh, absolutely. It's so funny. And so now people are really interested. And so I think this radio show is going to be be perfect for it. But uh, let me let me just start with this one question before we go to break. Uh, what is the biggest misconception people have about cryptocurrency and, and, the, and the work that you do as a miner? Well, um, mining is probably poorly named. We really need to rethink that because we don't actually have, <laughs> you know, giant excavators or anything. Uh, it really looks like a, a data center, but a very specialized data center just on steroids. Um, so we're less, uh, you know, rough and tumble guys out there, you know, with, with excavators and more nerds on computers. And you guys are based here in Tulsa. So, I mean, how, how has that been for you guys being in, in the center of America? Oh, it's great. You know, I just said that we don't get our hands dirty, but one of our mines is located out in a cow pasture. So we are both on the agriculture and digital frontier. Oh, brilliant. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, no, it's Wait, it's wait, wait, wait. So I, my understanding is these mines are like computers. You have one built in a cow pasture? Yeah, it you know if you if uh, a lot of people think it's like a grow op, but um, it it's actually uh, large data centers with giant convection air cooling blowing through them, and you got these specialized computers which consume a lot of energy, produce a lot of compute power, and those secure the Bitcoin blockchain. So, are you using Pi's? Are you using PCs? What 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 kind of hardware are you using? Well, you can't go and buy one of these at Best Buy. Um, you have incredibly specialized computers that are very difficult and weird to source. And you hook these up. And these are computers that do only one thing. They only produce compute power that secures this specific blockchain that is Bitcoin. So it's very specialized technology. Not, yeah, not it's, like you said, not something that you can pick up at, at the Best Buy. 
All right. No, you can't. We are we are short on time, and we got to get to the news and weather because you know we do that for you all day long, every day. So we're gonna go to the KRMG 24-hour Fox News Center, get the very latest headlines for you, and hopefully a, a, a better forecast than what we all lived through last week. And then we'll be back with more of cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. You're listening to 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. We'll see you right after the news. Welcome back to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. I'm Russell Mills. Thanks for tuning in on your Sunday. We do appreciate it. Stick around. Coming up at the top of the hour, it's Mark Lee, Van Camp, and Robbins right after the news and weather. But let's dive back into the world of digital gold, if you will. Our host for the show is Matthew J. Moore. Good evening, Matt. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to this exciting journey of cryptocurrency. Uh, last segment, uh, this entire show, we've been exploring this idea of the technology that makes something like Bitcoin even possible. How is something able to be digitally scarce and unique? And it really comes down to blockchain technology. And uh, Eric uh, Cooper, who is my co-host here, um, he's he knows Charlie Spears, uh, our guest today that uh, we have on the show. Um, Eric, can you tell everybody what Charlie does and what company he's with? Yeah, um, obviously during the first couple of segments, we talked uh, a little bit with Charlie, and so we're going to dig in with some more questions. But Charlie works with uh, American Big Power, and it's a Tulsa-based cryptocurrency mining operation right here in T-Town. And so, Charlie, my, uh, do you mind sharing again here with the audience kind of what your background is with the company and um, how you got into the cryptocurrency world? Yeah. Well, Eric, I'm a lifelong Tulsan, lived here my whole life, lived here with my wife just outside of downtown. And my role at ABP, American BitPower, is chief strategy officer. So I, I have the big picture conversations with people and help guide what we're actually doing. Um, so uh, we're specifically focused because uh, mining cryptocurrency is extremely energy intensive. We're specifically focused on acting and thinking like an energy company rather than a mining company. And so we come at things from an energy first perspective. Right now we're, we're putting, uh, we got this crazy idea to put Bitcoin mining on natural gas wells. So Oklahoma is a perfect hmm. place for us. Yeah. And then now we talked a little bit about some of the misconceptions around uh, cryptocurrency uh, earlier. Um, how about this? Why is why is this stuff so important? Why blockchain technology and Bitcoin uh, important? What what problems do these things solve? So a blockchain is a mechanism to create trust where there is an uncertain or trustless environment. Uh, it's a point of objective truth for all participants. In a world where we see trust failing for legacy institutions, I was just going to say, even, we really yeah. need when you really need something, we can all agree that those are the same set of facts because that seems to be an issue these days. Yeah, yeah, and so it it creates uh, you know people questioning some of the fundamental underpinnings of society, and blockchain, as expressed in uh, as money through Bitcoin, um, allows us to scale that trust beyond just the individual. 
So about 2 billion people in the world are unbanked, but they have access to cell phones and the internet. Bitcoin gives them an alternative. It lets them save and preserve their wealth. Other people in the world live under despotic or oppressive regimes. Bitcoin being uncensorable is uh, a money for them. Uh, a lot of the world's nations who don't have the luxury of being the global reserve currency might find Bitcoin an attractive alternative to the petrodollar system. Or here in the United States, a lot of people see it as an inflation hedge. So there are a lot of applications for Bitcoin. And what I'm doing is uh, providing security to the network so that it can function without a central authority. So Charlie, let me ask you. Yeah, go, go ahead, ahead Matt. Well, I was I was just wanting to know, you know, uh, these concepts and the ideas behind it are, are wonderful. Um, but can you explain and I don't know if you would consider the way you you know explained earlier, but Byzantine generals problem like Bitcoin is supposed to, quote unquote, uh, solve this this problem that's been around for a long time called the Byzantine generals problem, which uh, in my understanding also equates to the the double spend problem that we've had yeah. in, with digital data. Yep. It's a classical computer science problem. So in order to understand what Bitcoin and blockchain does, we're going to go back to a time before computers. Uh, imagine there are a bunch of generals, each with their own army, laying siege to a city. In order to successfully attack the city, they all need to do so at the same time. If they don't all attack, or if enough of them choose not to, uh, they suffer catastrophic losses. The way these generals communicate is through messengers running from one to another. But also, the generals know that not everyone in their army or even the messengers themselves can be trusted. Many have ulterior motives or spies. They seek to broadcast the wrong message because, remember, these generals need to coordinate their attack on the city. So the only way around this is to uh, for each general to broadcast their uh, their goals to every single other general at the same time. And this is very inefficient and energy intensive, but it's also the most efficient way at arriving at distributed consensus. So Bitcoin and blockchain does this. We broadcast every transaction, everything happening in the space to everyone else. Everyone reviews it. And as long as the majority uh, of what is broadcast is the truth or is the correct thing, Everyone can look at that, look at that, and act on it. Charlie, yeah, what when you say majority? What can you have a percentage around that? Yeah, fifty-one percent. Uh, as long as a technical majority are uh, okay. acting in the interest of the network. So right. how do you? I'm and, sorry. How do you measure that? Uh, whether somebody's acting in the interest of the network or not? How can you tell? So, so. Um, there are two or there are several consensus layers. One is where you have like a computer called a node, which looks at everything happening. You can easily verify that everyone is doing certain things. And another layer of consensus is the mining or proof of work uh, side of things, which is where you spend a lot of you spend a lot of energy and um, capital towards uh, arriving at a proof which is then easily verified to other people. And so the amount of miners in the world are all trying to race for the correct proof, and which is then verified by that other consensus layer, the nodes, people looking and making sure that uh, you are playing by the rules. And 
And that's how, as long as 51% of the miners are acting in the interest of the network, uh, it functions. Yeah, and so going back to, to that idea of when you've got a distributed ledger system like this, uh, if, if I broadcast a, a pizza transaction, uh, essentially it goes into a pool of unconfirmed transactions, right? And then the, the uh, miners all around the world are picking up these transactions and putting them in their own blocks. And then they're, they're going through this uh, hashing process or, or they're, going, they're, they're trying to solve this mathematical uh, problem or this guess, uh, and whoever's first to do it um, basically gets the opportunity to add their block to the, the main blockchain. Isn't that correct? Uh, yeah. So we all play by the uh, rules laid out in the Bitcoin software. We all agree. These are the rules. Now we're going to compete. And so miners do a thing called what is it was called proof of work, which is proving that you've ex expended this energy and cryptographically proving that you've expended this energy during this time, and which is then verified uh, and then added to a new block. So every 10 minutes, all the energy expended in the Bitcoin network over the past 10 minutes is effectively now used to embed the transactions and append that to the entire history of all the previous 10 minute blocks going back to 2009. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's essentially a record book that uh, is eternal in the sense that uh, as long as there's one copy of uh, the, the Bitcoin ledger or the, the blockchain, uh, you know, it can essentially reproduce itself a trillion times over and have record of all, all the transactions and, and previous blocks. Is that, isn't that correct? Yeah, pretty much. And it's, it's really cool because um, it, it is a way to objectively prove that energy has been expended. And um, a lot of, uh, actually, uh, Satoshi, the creator of Bitcoin, never mentioned the word blockchain in the paper that laid out Bitcoin, the Bitcoin white paper. He, uh, they actually referred to it as a distributed timestamp server. So a lot of people call blockchain a, uh, a distributed clock. And it's actually an interesting, if you want to get very heady, it in, it's an interesting way around special relativity as, as uh, uh, explained by Einstein. We can actually eliminate the uh, time dilation across space and time by proving that energy has been expended in certain spatial regions of the world. So I have a question related to space and time, which is if I wanted to buy my hot dog or my pizza with Bitcoin, how long does that transaction take? to go out there in the world and get inspected and confirmed and noted and whatever it has to happen. We just got a few seconds, but it, I mean, yeah. does well, that happen pretty your, quick? Your transaction is broadcast instantly. And with each successive block, every 10 minutes, it is embedded further and further and more secure into the blockchain. That's if you want to transact directly on the Bitcoin network. There are second layer solutions, layer two, kind of like a Visa network on top of Bitcoin, which settle back on the network, but have much speedier, faster, uh, lightweight transaction times. Ah, okay. So there's there's the application for like, you know, the, the guy running a store or something, as opposed to somebody's yeah. trying to move $8 million offshore or what, right? Yeah. Well, in, in 20 years, is sending a Bitcoin transaction might look a little bit more like charting an oil tanker. Wow. Okay. Well, we, we will dive into all that coming up after a quick timeout. You are listening to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. If you're interested in reading more about it, uh, spell that more with two O's and you've got the website, Matt J. Moore. 
Com, and also AmericanBitPower.com if you'd be interested in, in reading about Charlie Spears' company and what they are doing. And if you have a natural gas uh, hookup on your property, you might want to go check that out. We'll talk more about that when we get back. You're listening to 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News and Talk. back to cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore here on 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News and Talk. My name is Russell Mills. Thank you so much for joining us today. We do appreciate it. Coming up here in just a little bit, we've got Markley Van Camps and Robbins. Van Camp and Robbins. I'll get their name right. Uh, great talk show. And that is coming up after this one. But I have a show earlier in the day. It's called Money Talk. And the host there, Dan Witham, was like, I want to hear that show about cryptocurrency because he is now this man is a financial advisor been doing it for more than 20 years and he doesn't really get this stuff so you know there are concepts here that we're, we're trying to make explicable one of them is proof of work and our host is matthew j moore and i can prove that he's been working on this stuff for a long time just go take a look at his website right matt <laughs> Thank you, Russell. That's absolutely right. MattJMoore.com. I've got uh, tons of videos and uh, I've got a book up there that talks about the monetary system and essentially the problems that cryptocurrency and Bitcoin is is trying to solve. And so this is a huge, huge space to try to wrap your mind around because there's so many elements to it. So if, if you're a listener or even Russell or Eric, Eric Cooper's my, my co-host today, if your brain's hurting, like, okay, I get it. Like, because mine, it's taken me four to five years to just start wrapping my mind around all these concepts. So we're going on a journey. I hope you come with us and, and you start to understand and explore these ideas. But, you know, like what makes Bitcoin digitally scarce? Like, how can it really be a scarce asset if it's digital? And blockchain technology or distributed ledger technology uh, is what makes that possible. And the concepts that we're talking about here today, if, if you need a visual, I want to highly recommend, this is not my video, but he does, does such a great job. Uh, Mike Maloney, Hidden Secrets of Money, Episode 8. Just Google that, look for that video. It's got a great illustration of how blockchain technology works. But I'll, I'm going to hit it back over to Eric. Eric, you had a question for Charlie Spears, who's with American Bit Power here in Tulsa. What question were you wanting to ask Charlie today? Yeah, Charlie, you know, you brought up proof of work earlier, and we've chatted about this a little bit. Um, when I'm thinking proof of work, you know, I'm thinking show your work in math, your long division skills. Can you dive back in on um, what proof of work is and how that's applicable to what we've been talking about today? Yeah, it's actually very similar to showing your work on long division. So it takes you a lot of time to do that long division. And if I look at your history of the work, but I, I can easily verify the answer. So I can prove, having, use, having seen your correct answer, that you've done all that work. We do that with computers to verify cryptographic hash functions for Bitcoin, which basically embeds transactions into the Bitcoin blockchain. It requires energy and compute power to do that. So you can cryptographically prove that energy and compute has been expended to bury and embed these transactions in the blockchain. Right now, the Bitcoin network is estimated to use about 15 gigawatts of energy, which is about the size of the entire country of Sweden. So 
if Sweden mm. wanted to attack the Bitcoin network with a, with by a, by mining, they would have to redirect the entire energy production capabilities of the country. Yeah, pretty outstanding, right? Like that's that's one of the cool security features of it. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, once what you guys as as Bitcoin miners running these these mining rigs, um, when you guys successfully solve one of these hashes or these problems, right? Like you you get rewarded with what they call a block reward, right? Yeah. So each block that happens in the blockchain every ten minutes, new Bitcoin is created and awarded to the miner who gets that. So it's awarded. It's that's how Bitcoin is created and distributed fairly. So right now, about 6.25 Bitcoin are, are created each every 10 minutes, plus transaction fees. Those are the sum of all the fees of all the Bitcoin transactions in that 10-minute period. And that's how new Bitcoin is created. So yeah. we, we will continue to create new Bitcoin for the next 120 years or so. And the amount of Bitcoin that's created will uh, reduce every four years by half. Um, I think you may have mentioned on a last episode, but there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. And 18.6 or 0.7 already exists. So the way I look at it is if you're listening to this program and you don't own Bitcoin, you're competing against everyone else in the world for the last two and a half million Bitcoin. Yeah. And you know what also blows people's minds? Like as this grows in adoption, there's not enough Bitcoin for every millionaire and billionaire to just own one. Even though it's highly divisible by eight decimal points, uh, just the simple fact that it's so scarce and so rare, uh, as it continues to adopt, it be adopted and more liquidity comes into it, uh, this really is going to be, a, in my opinion, an international uh, form of money that's going to be used for very large transactions. What are your thoughts on that, Charlie? Yeah, it's at a trillion dollar market cap. I don't see why it doesn't go to 10 trillion. Um, and we do make the analogy to gold, but, you know, the global bond market's at 100 trillion. And I think that's the uh, near term goal. Yeah, well, and it's it's fascinating because, you know, you look at the dot com boom and that was fueled mostly by American money. And I think the mar the market capitalization of that at the top of it was about six point seven trillion. Uh, and so yeah. with this being more than just American money, we're talking about global money coming into the space. Um, you know, I think the the height or the full adoption of things like Bitcoin is going to make the the market liquidity or the market capitalization or the adoption of the uh, or the dot com era is going to make is going to make the dot com era look like a picnic. Yeah, I mean, what's the what's the monetary value of the entire Internet combined? And that's what Bitcoin is doing to the entire world of money near narrow and m3 right it's it's so fascinating this this peer-to-peer -peer decentralized unconfiscatable asset on the world's strongest computer network is going to change so so much and so i would highly encourage you guys if you want to know more about this uh check out american bit power go to my website mattjmore.com and i would love to consult with you help you learn and and we'll we'll continue this conversation you will find podcasts of cryptocurrency with matthew j moore on our website at krmg.com of course we'll be here next sunday right at 5 p.m digging for that digital gold hope you can join us my name is russell mills thanks for tuning in for cryptocurrency with matthew j moore your news is weather and weather is next on 1023 krmg tulsa's news and talk see you next sunday Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, P -p 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 Powder Donut. <clears throat>
Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.